Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, this is Nick Chubb. Thanks for listening to the Dogs of War podcast. But I still believe, I still believe, through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. So we took a much earlier leave of absence after the season finale last week. Only a week. Did we? We skipped a week. We needed a week off. Yeah, you all needed a week off. Like, let's be honest. If we were talk, like, if we did a season finale last week, would you have? Like, I couldn't look at the Browns. I couldn't look at things that sentences that started with B R. Um, they shit the bed against the Steelers. But hold no. that thought. Welcome back to the Dogs War Podcast, number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Kevin. Ed Raleigh. And we had no interest in talking about the Browns after losing to the Steelers. And we know none of you wanted to hear, listen, or talk about the Browns either. Yeah. And uh, time heals all wounds. And it took us about a week to, we're not, you know, sooner or later in this offseason, well, hopefully. We're going to start telling ourselves that we're Super Bowl contenders or something stupid again. And by no means are we close to there, but uh, also good things happen since the Browns lost to the Steelers. For instance. After getting after getting picked apart by Kenny Pickett, I wanted nothing to do with talking about the Browns for at least a week or two. Yeah. Also, really just hope a that fitting end, there. A fitting end to just a god-awful season and year. And hey, talking about good things, one of my New Year's resolutions this year, my Browns resolution, is to taper expectations. I don't care how people look in training camp. I don't care how people look on Instagram in the summer. I'm not saying nothing till like week four or five. All right? <laughs> I'm done with this. Oh, I look at this. Cade York hit 70 yards in training camp. Oh, this, you know, I, I, Deshaun's going to be just fine. Um, the defense, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. They look phenomenal. No. I am not listening or saying any of that until like week four or five. Get me like October, and then we'll start talking. Um, Judging, grading is what I'm talking about here. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I, I feel like, for the record, we do not re-listen to our own episodes. I don't. You don't. Well, uh, I, I give other than least, editing. Oh, oh, I yeah, I listen to what I edit, but then I also give the the sixty seconds on iTunes and Spotify to get those stats. Oh, so thanks for literally yeah, yeah. nothing. So, yeah, so do I. You uh, don't even read the descriptions. You'll listen. Yeah. I mean, you're. <laughs> I, I, every time I think. I want to title one of these episodes one of these days something like aimed Ra- at you. Raleigh's a piece of shit. No, 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 no foul language. It'll just be something outrageous at you. And you won't, you'll never notice. Maybe someone will text you or, or it'll be tagged on Instagram, but I can literally Dude, we write could use the AI a poem. Thing. We could use the AI thing. 
Oh, I don't want to get. I don't even. I've never even understood that Chat GBT or whatever it is. I have no idea. But anyway, go go back to what you're saying. Uh, I feel like we had reasonable expectations. I think this year, but they were like misplaced. Reasonable, obviously misplaced. Like our defense is going to be good to above average. Don't ah. worry about it. Our offense is going to suck ass because of Jacoby. Like we didn't rip on him, but we're like, hey, we got a backup quarterback. And it's like, well, Jacoby could not have looked better. or Like he couldn't have asked more for out of him. Uh, the offense was humming. The defense was atrocious. And uh, Deshaun came back, didn't really have that fire that you – probably could have talked we could have talked ourselves into like oh yeah it'll be a game or two it's like well it didn't really come which is still fine it's by no means is it panic button but there was not a game that he just blatantly put the team on his back um not yet it'll happen uh yeah that defense was inconsistent at best i mean they had amongst the worst numbers in the league uh the team seemed to quit a decent amount that sucked um so that all being said i don't think we had the worst expectations or like the most absurd expectations compared to other years and it was uh kind of a frustrating bummer of like i've heard people say it was worse than oh and 16 and i'm like uh, oh, I hated this season way more. Nothing ever will ever get worse than one and thirty-one. But I hated this year more than any season I think we've ever had. Well, well the beauty, including of, that off season, because we got Browns fans got the shit kicked out of them this past off season. Yeah, many the, ways. The, yes, absolutely. Um, the the one in thirty-one, yeah, it sucked. But there was almost a piece to come with it. One, you knew they had draft capital, and two, it's not like we were hanging in there not being mathematically out of the play like we're we're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs like week four in back-to-back years you know? i don't think ex- to, to go off to your last point i don't think expectations were crazy you're right i think what we didn't do is because we're the fan base of perpetual hope the the blind leading the blind a parade of the inept whatever you want to call us is after the 11 game suspension came down and maybe after like week four or five, both those times, we didn't want to admit what we all knew was going to happen. What the season was kind of just, uh, I don't want to say a throwaway, but it was over. Um, so here we are, the offseason. But, 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 once but again. And, and, well, we say that, but it's like it, it's the circumstances for it being over were not like th- there's no excuse for it. I mean, they, the first, we will never have that easy of a first, what was it? Five game schedule in our lifetimes. Well, maybe probably that's probably an absurd statement, but it's like they had the jets by the robes. God, God. that game was, that game was the beginning of the end. That game in hindsight, in hindsight, in hindsight, but they beat the Steelers week three. We go up three or two and one. Then what was it? Like uh, Falcons loss. Like, shouldn't have, there were a lot of games that they should have won that they didn't and can here we are and it's like you can't say oh it's because they didn't have Deshaun it's like well the quarterback you had was doing his job top 10 defense and efficiency with with Deshaun you mean 
oh, excuse me, with Jacoby. Yeah. And then, and then like, uh, and, and then it's like when Deshaun came back and looked like ass against Houston, which, you know, no judgment. There. We're not ever holding that game. I mean, we won. But and- that was like the greatest defensive performance in Browns history against one of the worst team. The and worst to be fair, team. after week seven, our defense was pretty up there in some of the rankings. So it wasn't all. But yes. And that first game, I mean, Deshaun just had to get through that game that week going to uh, Houston. Like that was I'm never going to even look at that game ever again. So that all being said, yeah. We were pissed when they seemed to not show up against the Steelers. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett is not good. His stats weren't impressive, but he finished the year with like stringing plural game winning drives together. He did three or four game winning drives as a rookie. It's like, uh, please. He better not be good. He better not be another typical Pittsburgh, you know, Pro Bowl Hall of Famer. I can't deal with that. So, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, and hopefully the Browns stop doing this to us every single year, of namely in just making us miserable. It's just incredible, man. We came back in 99. We've been to the playoffs twice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look at some of these other teams that came into the league. Look at, like, Carolina, Jacksonville, when they came in as expansion teams, the success they – now, granted – I'm not saying they're light years ahead of the Browns, get real, but how quick they had success. It's just, it is, we've said this a million times. It is statistically harder to be as bad as we've been than it's just to be an average team. I mean, it just, just, I, I'm looking at, I know all the different things, the suspension, quarterbacks, you know, revolving door, coaches, GMs, whatever, just from a macro level, look at it from a hundred thousand foot look down at this franchise. Just another season that's just lost. And it's just how remember when Sashi came in and they hired Deep Podesta seven, eight years ago, and we all knew, all right, they are tearing this down to the studs. Two or three years of just slop, and then hopefully we start seeing something. Now, granted, we got some of our cornerstone players out of this, okay? But for the love of God, we're going into like the seventh or eighth year of this since we hired Depot and started doing all this stuff and analytics and blah, blah, blah. And again, I know if you break it down, if you go in micro, from a micro level, we can understand what happened season by season, blah, blah, blah. But again, 100,000 foot look down, another lost season. We've been to the playoffs twice in what, a quarter of a century now? 23. Is it? Tw- I always say 23 years. Is it 24 years? 19, something like that. So the better half, a quarter of a century. And we're just running out of time, patience. We're never going to go anywhere, obviously, but... Man, this is getting rough. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, speaking of the complete opposite, though, it's nice to watch these. I mean, I hate watching the playoffs because I we're not we're never in them. But it's also my favorite, you know, weekends of the year in terms of sports. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I you don't hate it. It's like being able I'm to jealous. Watch, I'm I'm jealous. Yeah, jealous. But it's like I'm so beaten down the Browns 
by the Browns, I'm like, I don't even care um, at this point or most points. And but you're just sometimes, you're just watching a different sport sometimes. It's sweet to watch football having zero emotion attached to it. Like, and, you know, when we were watching, uh, we had the Jacksonville game on, which I'm, oh my God. Like, I was watching it and then I was like, and then I was like, you know, it'd be cool if Jacksonville can, could turn this around. But in the meantime, I'm going to put the, like, put the kid down at half or something. Came back and they're making a run and it's like, oh, let's see something cool happen. And I was looking on Twitter and all of these charger accounts were saying, oh my God, the chargers are about to charger. And then I was laughing because I was like, <laughs> we also used <laughs> our team's name as a adjective or a verb for something horrible happening. And it happened and it was pretty incredible to watch and sucks for LA, but pretty excited uh, for Jacksonville. Look, obviously I've said it a million times. I'm, I'm out here trying to win me a bowl, right? No matter, we could win the next 10 Super Bowls in a row. One thing that will never, ever happen to this franchise, bet the house, bet the family, bet your, we will never come back from a deficit like that. The Cleveland Browns would never have that happen. I was sitting there. I remember it was like halftime or no, it was like second quarter. After Trevor Lawrence threw four picks in the first half, we're like, man, this first, first round of playoffs stinks. It's been just joke of a game. And then I remember we went or doing something else. And like an hour later, someone goes, they're about to win this game. And I was like, You're, stop it. I could not, I could not believe they came back and did that. You see Trevor Lawrence went to uh waffle house late night. <laughs> that's a boy. a boy. They showed him walking in. Everyone's like cheering. I was like, that's just a go be 23 or 24 years old. That's so awesome. Um, but yeah, shout out, uh, my fellow Dayton alum Staley on the Chargers side, real tough look, um, tough game. Wow. But we will just, we will shout out to Jacksonville. My God. Shout out Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. But I'm just saying, no matter what, the Browns could become the net. We will never come back from a deficit like that. That's the first thing I said when I saw the score. I was like, man, we'll never know what this feels like. Dude, you know who I feel bad for? Uh, well, I think I feel bad for. I mean, it was his fault, granted. But Joey Boza, there was a play um, where he was felt he got held absurd. Or there was a no call on a uh, false start. And then he was held on that same play and the refs didn't call it. Granted, there was also a no call. That was a pass interference in the end zone that would have helped uh, Jacksonville. So I I think this might've been a makeup call. Anyway, he throws his helmet down, spikes it down, gets a flag thrown on him. And the, the Jaguars got the option of half the distance to the goal. They went for a two-point conversion and got it. Big play. Yeah, I mean, him and the refs just weren't going at it. And then he came out and made a big statement about it the next day. What did he say? I applaud his kind of locker room exit interview the next day. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase. He was like, it's BS that I'm going to come out here and complain about this, and I'm going to get fined $40,000, but these guys can blow a call, and it ruins a team's season and playoffs. He's like, it's complete BS. There needs to be more accountability on the side of the referees. And I'm sure you got to assume that the coach, GM, uh, everyone was like, dude, please don't – like, we know what happened. We know that you and the refs had a a 
awful time in that game yesterday with each other. Please don't say anything. I'm guessing they did that, but then he was like, no, I mean, it, someone, someone like a Joey Bosa, right? A, a big, well-known player. If he starts this domino effect, maybe other people start talking out too and being like, hey, we got to start holding these folks more accountable to call their, to blow these calls or to miss a call, whatever it may be. Now, granted, I'm not saying every single game and every single ref is bad, right? Some of this stuff gets blown away and people blame the refs for, for losses every week is stupid. But there's some times where they need to be called out and that was one of them. And I'm well, happy that he said something. Well, I, that's kind of the point I was making. The only reason I like, it was a bad call on its own, but I, I truly do think it was a makeup call for a blatant, no call on a pass interference in the end zone. Uh, that's, that was kind of my, that, that's why I wasn't like yelling at the TV on his behalf because right before that, like the announcers were like, uh, he can't do that referring to whatever DB that almost tackled the guy. And so it swung both ways in that case. And I'm like, either way, even if there is a shit call and you got to say something about it, couldn't agree more, but that cost his, I thought it was dumb that they still went for the two point conversion until I saw what's his name. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's goal line, uh, one yard, play where he jumped over the line and just extended his hand. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, again, props to him and Doug Peterson. I mean, yeah. you can't say enough about just the resilience of coming back out after halftime and, and being like, let's go. Hey, let's fight. So love that. But we got to get, I, I let's talk about, let's go back to the Browns. Yeah. Um, big news, big news this week. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Woods can't uh, hurt us anymore. Was fired. And Hey, wish him the best. Joe Woods, a good dude. You know, like I said before in this podcast, not to say he won't go off and be a great coach somewhere else, right? It's just about situations and the right people for those situations. So unless you've been living under a rock, the Browns hired Jim Schwartz this week as our new defensive coordinator. Ironically, he started with the Browns as his first NFL job under Bill Belichick as a scouting assistant. Um, we'll get to that. But Raleigh, your initial thoughts on Jim Schwartz? Uh, well, my initial thoughts were basically derived from reading a couple of articles that make put paint him in the good light. Um one of them was that he essentially in this article was given full credit for turning a very bad Philadelphia Eagles defense around into a Super Bowl winning team slash yep. defense. Um, they said he is a smart player, but he also coaches in a way to make his players smart and bring the best out in him. Kevin Stefanski was paraphrased saying, I think that Jim Schwartz is somebody that brings the absolute best out of his players. And I'm like, that's awesome. Glad Stefanski acknowledges that. Uh, another conversation is like, Stefanski, why the hell didn't you do that with, with your team? But that was just kind of like a, in my head, shot at Stefanski. So I'm excited, but also don't want to get too excited. If he could turn them around and make people want to run through walls, be disciplined and improve. Nobody has fucked effing improved on the defensive side of the ball in the three years of this regime. Like nobody's gotten better except maybe Taki Taki. That's fair. And that can't happen. And I, I feel like the organization's been looking at this like, oh, we got to get the right players. We got to get the right players. And they make moves to get players, but make your players the right players. Coach them into being the right players. Like 
they're spending way too much money for them to be this bad at football. And hopefully a good coach with a young team can help that. I did not want the young candidates that were being floated. Now, listen, Mayo and Desai, they have crazy respect around the league. They've been very successful as players, as coaches. I would not be surprised if they go on to be phenomenal defensive coordinators or head coaches someday. I just for for our organization for the Cleveland Browns, we needed some experience. We I, I couldn't can't do any more of these. You know, let's take a flyer on a young and up and coming guy. We don't need that right now. We're we're ready to go now. Okay, not saying they wouldn't have done a good job. Who knows? But we needed a guy that's been proven. What is the one thing money can't buy? All these dudes have all the money in the world. Money can't buy rings, championships. Jim Schwartz comes in being in the league for 30 years now, whatever it is. He has a Super Bowl. He's been to a couple. He has a ring recently. These guys will look to that and realize, oh, this dude can get us there because he's done it before and knows what he's doing. That's how you get a locker room full of professional athletes with or without um, big heads um, to listen to you and to buy in. And for those of you that have not listened to his press conference yet today, um, look at it on the, the Browns YouTube phenomenal press conference. I loved it. He reminisced on his you know first couple of years here, shared some stories. He's got God knows how many other stories he can't tell in public. Um, anyway, this is his fourth team as defensive coordinator in terms of scheme. He runs a four, three, which is the same as Woods did, but uh, Schwartz prefers man where Woods preferred a lot more zone. I'm excited for this because look at all these Southern uh, SEC boys that we're drafting. You think about, you know, Delpit, you think about Emerson, um, and then they're not SEC, but they're still speedsters with Ward and Newsom. Like these dudes, I want to see more man because that's what they can do. They can run and take these guys down. Um, Schwartz is known for running the wide nine scheme. Uh, this puts defensive ends farther outside of the offensive tackles. So, this makes for a more aggressive pass rush. Hello, Miles Garrett, which, again, if you listen to his press conference, you'll understand the importance of pass rush to him. Um, with the wide nine, you're putting a better athlete, think Miles Garrett, against a slower guy and an offensive tackle. Um, you know, when you're in wide nine, that tackle has to move outside of the small area they're used to working in. So, really, you're isolating offensive tackles in space. Um, his scheme is more about getting pressure with the big talented front. Let me say that one more time. His scheme is about getting pressure with a big talented front, which we have not had the last few years. So please, God, I think it's a given now we're going to really update um, or upgrade our defensive tackles. Um, in Philly, his defenses were some of the best third down defenses. Um, in Tennessee, where he just came from as a defensive assistant, um, his coverage schemes were modernized, right? People always see, oh, he's been in the league for 30 years. Like, is he going to you know, adapt to the new NFL, how it changes? Yes. Uh, Tennessee, his schemes are modernized for pass coverage behind his front four, which he's known for, right? So he's adapted to this NFL that is today while still keeping his core beliefs in the wide nine, in that four, three, in that big four front. Um, he's got the Super Bowl, right? He started under Bill Belichick. He said in his press conference today, you know, I got my PhD in footballology in Cleveland under Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. He's like, you couldn't ask for a better guys to learn under. And he's right. Um, he finishes press conference today. There's only spoiler I'm going to give is he goes, look, winning that Super Bowl a few years ago, I'm never going to remember all the plays we ran in that game because I will never, ever for the rest of my life forget that parade in Philly after we won that Super Bowl. He goes, there's only one city in the world 
that I know can outdo Philly in terms of Super Bowl parade. He goes, it's right here. Let's go. And that's how he ended his press conference. And I was so pumped. So that's the quick uh, 50,000 foot look down at Jim Schwartz. I'm excited of his experience. I'm excited for what the, the scheme he's going to bring. There's been a lot of players. There's a lot of articles out there and quotes, interviews. A lot of guys love playing for him. They say that wide nine and the way that he runs his schemes and whatnot is a defensive player's dream, especially up front, especially up front, excuse me. Um, and look at the guys he's coached in the past. Fletcher Cox, Dominican Sue. He's dealt with big-time players, big-time you know, uh, name guys. So I just said the same thing twice, whatever. It's not his first rodeo. It's really the end of the is the end of the story. He's not his first rodeo. He's done this before. We needed experience back there. Let's go. Uh, that was absolutely beautiful, and you actually gave me chills. Thank you for your recon, Kevin. Watch the press conference. You, if you haven't, everyone, it is so cool. Like I, I know I've said that many times. I'm one of those losers that watches a lot of his press conferences, but even the most casual Browns fan can watch this. The the very I'm not going to give any more weight. The first thing he says when he sits down is just gave me like you have to watch this press conference. I'm not overselling it. I'm underselling it. Well, well you made me want to run through brick walls, and that's third party information. So hopefully that shit resonates with the guys he's going to be coaching. I'm excited again, Kevin. I'm starting to get excited. Well, if we're both excited right now, I say we end on a good note. Uh, let me think oh, real quick. Who you got? A couple picks this weekend. Um, Bills, Bengals. Um, they're playing in Buffalo. I gotta think Bills. I hope can only Bills. hope so. I can hope only Bills. hope so. I enjoyed watching the Ravens lose. For some reason, I wanted them to beat the. I was sorry. I that just struck a note with me. I was out at a fireplace in for that game, and I was sitting amongst in between many Bengals fans and many Ravens fans, because obviously in Chicago here, there's a mix of everyone. I say terrible things about Bengals fans. I, I get it. I don't ever do it unprovoked. I always wait till they say something stupid about Cleveland, and they always do. Again, I had to take a bit of a step back, and I've been very behaved this past season. Um, but I will say every single Bengals jersey, and credit, a lot of Bengals jerseys, they're all Burrow or Chase. They all bought their jerseys in the last year. That's all I'm gonna say about the Bengals fans. <laughs> yeah. I got I got the uh the Bills beating the Bengals. I don't have the Bills win the Super Bowl, but I think they're still riding so high off of the Hamlin stuff and their game last weekend. Um, you know what I got a weird feeling about, which I've said dumber things than this. Jaguars Chiefs. I got a weird feeling about the Jags pulling off something here. I mean if oh no, I'm about to sneeze, hold on. All right, I'll do that. I'm gonna go. <laughs> all, right, all right, so my picks: Chiefs, Jaguars. I'm taking Chiefs, but I there might be a little sprinkle on the Jaguars too. Uh, Giants, Eagles, Eagles. I mean, come on, like a Giants, great year. Dabble, unreal coach up there for coach of the year, but Eagles are, are not gonna lose to the Giants. Uh, Bills over Bengals, and then 49ers over the Cowboys because I. A lot of good friends that are Cowboys fans. We've had Cowboys fans on this podcast, Cowboys podcast on this podcast. Um, it's nothing against them. I just love the coverage that the Cowboys get after they lose these big games, specifically <laughs> Stephen A. Smith versus Michael Irvin on uh, SportsCenter. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, who would you say? So back to the uh, 
that Jaguars game. Yeah. It just goes to show like they got their the spreads ass. eight and a half. The spreads yeah. eight and a half. So they well shit. It it was 14 for the uh <laughs> Dolphins and they almost came back. Um but they were getting their asses kicked against the Chargers and then the defense locked down and Lawrence came alive. Like it, it was a thing of beauty to watch as far as like a not just like a comeback. Like you literally did what going from everything being done wrong to doing everything right. And they can do that. Like what happens if now Lawrence got the shitty, like he threw four picks and four touchdowns, I think were the numbers like, well, what if he has a game where he doesn't throw four picks and he just throws four TDs? <laughs> like it'd be sweet. Who, who would be your point is don't quit the Browns this season. They quit a lot. Um, I've witnessed a great Browns road uh, shout out 2015 or 2014 Hoyer year. Um, sorry, I got derailed. Who would your favorite uh, three Super Bowl winners be? Like not teams that you think are going to win it, but teams that you would like to see win it that are also but, realistic. Um, first, I, I am on the other side of that. I don't think the Browns gave up this year. That's why I was more impressed about. I know what you're saying. It just looked a little sometimes on the defensive side. They just kind of look like this is not working, but I didn't think they gave up because again, the offense and the defense of the last you know, second half of the year were up there, but I get what you're saying. Um, in, terms in, of, in a game, in a game, they gave up, I think. In Who like, I think we're going to win in terms of like what I'm, what I'd bet on in order. I'd go chiefs, bills, Eagles teams. I would rather see win. God, I don't really, I mean, the Jaguars would be such a good story. Um, I don't despise them. Um, the Bills, I mean, the Bills are, you know, very much like Cleveland, so I wouldn't hate to see them win. And I guess the 49ers. I think the 49ers have a good chance of winning it, and also I would like to see win it. But I also hate them because they drafted their quarterback, who's an absolute stud, Brock Purdy, third stringer. The last pick in the draft is a stud, and that's not fair. I'm just being <laughs> jealous and petty. That's BS with the 50 quarterbacks we've had here since 99. Continue. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. It's but it's also but they also drafted uh what's his name? Uh Trey Lance, and they're not getting anything out of him, and now they're turning to Purdy, and it's like that's kind of cool. I also love that I think that they are one of the most one of the few teams that are like have a defensive identity. Oh yeah, um, the defense and, is real. And I I always gotta like root for the team with a that goes by their defensive prowess. 49ers um, are the most fun team to watch that's left, in my opinion. I think Bills would I'd, I'd root for the Bills, um Jacksonville. Anyone but Cincinnati. That's anyone, all I have to say. Anyone but the Bengals. That's all I don't care. At the end of the day, anyone but the Bengals. Um Anyway, Chief, a, a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl with the two Kelsey brothers. Shout out Cleveland. That'd be on, that'd be, that'd be great. Cleveland would, would be, enjoy that. I agree. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up. We don't want to talk about too many other teams because I'm just gonna get depressed. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening to the Dogs Podcast for Raleigh for myself. Good night, Cleveland. Show you how the game is played Here we go again